0: Welcome to Canada's Property Management Podcast, your number one resource for investing, managing, and maximizing the value of your real estate assets. And now, here's your hosts, Carla Brown and Adrian Schultz, Canada's rental property experts.
1: In today's episode we're going to be speaking about short-term versus long-term rentals. Uh, I think many of us in North America, actually I think all across the world now, know short-term rentals. Is it VRBO, Airbnb?
0: Yeah, there's a couple others out there, but those are the the big ones for sure. Yeah, short-term versus long-term. So this is I would say primarily real property management deals with long-term rental management. We do, however, have a number of our offices, because of where they're located and resort communities and things like that, that do also work in short-term. But managing as an investor short-term versus long-term is very, very, very different. And I don't even know where you want me to start on this one, Adrian. um,
1: What are the differences what are the differences high level?
0: Let's start off with with the first one that most people don't realize. A short-term rental is a rental that is considered less than 30 days, so less than a calendar month. Long-term rental is over a month. So long-term rentals are actually guided and regulated by tenancy acts. Short-term rentals are not guided by residential tenancy acts And short-term rentals often require licensing in different municipalities different than long-term. There's still licensing in long-term in some areas, but not as a rule in all across Canada. And there is the whole mentality of the person who's coming to a short-term and coming to a long-term. If you're coming to a long-term, you are a resident and you are looking for a home. If you are going to a short-term, you are a guest and you want to be treated as a guest. I could go on and on, but I'm not going to, I don't want to take up this whole podcast with all of the differences, but probably the most important thing from a rental provider is that long-term rentals, you can charge less than what you would for short-term. Short-term is extremely a lot more because it is its you're looking for a guest experience or looking for something
1: totally different. And furnishings and bedding and...
0: An inventory and uh, we tried it on a couple of properties ourselves, and I know you have a story, and we're gonna get into that for a second. And it is they're just very different. So, as a, a rental housing provider or an investment property owner, you need to make a decision on how you want to run this. And don't think you can run it long-term for a little bit, and then I can flip over to short term for a month or two, and then I'm gonna flip back over here to long term. It will not work, you will go absolutely crazy. So you need to decide who you are in this marketplace. There's a place for short term, though. I mean, people definitely like short term rentals. We're seeing them more and more common. Uh, I would say there's even a preference for them over hotels. A lot of times right now, especially with the environment that we've currently gone through, you know, there's, they don't have to worry about common areas. There's no elevators. They're feeling it's a, that much safer and cleaner, but individuals, I will say, that um, are going to the short term are often coming to property management companies to look for those services now because that's just what they feel another layer of protection in that whole safety zone. So, Adrian, I, I always hate to call on you to tell us stories that, you know, maybe didn't turn out so good in your world, but you know what? Some things work out, some things don't. You're a risk taker, so it's all good. I think our listeners know this about you, but I want you to tell our listeners the story about when you decided to buy this rental property in that short-term space.
1: Yeah, so I, we have to set the framework that you know any of the investment properties that we've purchased over the last 15 years, with the exception of one, we still own today. So yes, have there been mistakes made such as overpaying, or sometimes underpaying, but that's okay, that's not a mistake. There's learning experiences from all of this. And I would actually argue that if you're working with an experienced property manager and and the team that we've talked about in the past, such as a realtor, uh, mortgage broker, uh, insurance specialist, lawyer, accountant, etc., you can maybe not make these mistakes. But what we had done is uh, we found a beautiful triplex in an area that is full of young university students and and young urban professionals. And it was a furnished short-term rental. Actually, they were called executive rentals um, for the, the businessman that's coming in for two or three weeks at a time. And the rents at that investment property were more than double of what a long-term rental property would be. So the performa, you know, the top line, the rents and the the net income were much more than anything that we'd ever seen on a triplex here in Winnipeg. And it was furnished with all of the necessary supplies and uh, towels and linens, etc., dishes, um, even TV and uh, wireless internet, etc., So, because of those amenities in the short term rental, the rents were double of what we were used to seeing. So, we thought, what a great way to test out if we would like the short term rental business. And immediately after taking possession, first, there were no tenants, right? Because they're short term, they come and they go, they come and they go. And it took us a couple of months to get tenants again, but they were not tenants. They were guests because the level of expectation that they had of these serviced short-term suites were completely different than anything we'd ever dealt with before. And like we're fans of five-star hotels ourselves. And let me tell you, to give even a three-star experience is really hard work So we very quickly realized that the short-term rental business was not for us. The numbers are appealing, but there's work that goes into those numbers, be it if you're sharing part of the revenue with a professional property manager, or if you're doing the work yourself. We had a regular cleaning lady that did the laundry and restocked the supplies. But at the end of the day, we decided we didn't want to be in the furniture and supply and laundry and cleaning and guest hosting business. We thought that our wheelhouse really was quality rentals, in good areas at fair prices and manage them well and have a good resident experience. And for us, that meant that what we had paid for that triplex, furnished triplex, was probably $100,000 more than what we would have paid for the typical triplex long-term rental. So, Did we lose $100,000? No, it just means that our return on investment will have been delayed on that specific property. And the net outcome, of course, especially in in Canada, is there's so much year-over-year equity growth in real estate, in all of the major centers, that you still win. It's just going to be a little more drawn out. But uh, we learned our lesson. And I suspect, you know, I guess we learned it the hard way. We put out some money that we probably shouldn't have or didn't need to. So I don't even have to go to church on Sunday. I've just made my confession with you, Carla.
0: Totally. totally. And I kind of feel bad for like putting you on the spot and making you tell the bad news
1: story, but at least it's not fashion advice today.
0: Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I think that people just need to understand what they're getting into. And, you know, so before we wrap it up, I would say some tips. If you are going to go short term, because long term, to me, it's an easier conversation to have, but short term, kind of like, where are you located? Because that's what you're going to attract. For instance, if you want to be able to help people who are maybe have loved ones in hospital, you maybe want to have your Airbnb by the hospital. So that makes it easy access. There's lots of activity that could come to you then. If people are only booking on Friday night and Saturday night, you can be assured that you're probably going to have a party there. So just be aware. There's a lot of online booking apps and software that you can use to make the process a little bit easier for you. Having systems and processes in place is going to be key in order to make this one run smooth. Because although you're getting that extra money, which is again, kind of that shiny thing or one of those shiny things that investors will look at, there's a lot of work and stuff that needs to go into that. So work to me is money, whether it's you doing it or somebody else doing it. So you just need to kind of weigh all of that out and then make your decision. Because there's definitely a place for them. But it's just, it is very different. So try not to like commingle them too much because otherwise it just won't work.
1: Well, that uh, really is real property management.
0: Thanks for listening to Canada's Property Management Podcast. If you like this episode, please subscribe and give us a rating, which will help us reach more listeners. Until next time, connect with us on social media
1: and online at realpm.ca. Today's episode is brought to you by Century 21 Canada, the gold standard in real estate. Explore listings, find an agent and get advice at www.c21.ca.